If you want it to be a business, you have to treat it like a business. This is the Paycheck to Daycheck Reselling Podcast. I'm Liz. And I'm Ashley. Together, we have been making money online collectively for over 10 years. Our mission is to help you start, learn, and grow a reselling business and to inspire you to turn your paycheck into a daycheck. The world is changing and we want to help you change with it. Welcome back to another episode of the Paycheck to Daycheck Reselling Podcast. Today's episode, we want to share some tips on how to start a reselling business in 2023. Now, the first thing, if you are listening and you are new to reselling, you really should ask yourself, why do you want to start reselling? And mainly, do you have the time, space, and motivation to make it work? I think a lot of people get sold on this idea of reselling, that it's going to be very simple. It doesn't take much time. And you can get to that point once you have been reselling for a while. But in the beginning, I think that's why a lot of resellers give up is because they don't realize it does take a lot of time when you're listing, shipping, answering customer service questions. The time it does take discourages a lot of new sellers. Yeah, I think a lot of people um, start out reselling kind of as like a hobby or they're getting rid of some things. And then it quickly creates more of an interest for them. And they're like, wow, I actually really enjoy doing this. So maybe I can make some more money while doing this, or maybe I could replace my full-time income. And then you realize that it's a little bit more involved than just like listing a couple items here and there on Facebook marketplace, for instance. Um, You know, there's a lot of responsibility in running any kind of business, but in this one as well. So like Liz said, we want to give you some pointers and tips and everything on what we think is necessary to starting a brand new reselling business in 2023. And even for those of you that already have an existing business, or maybe it started as a hobby, but you'd like to shift it into more of a business. um, I think this would be really useful and beneficial for all of you as well. Yeah. And I think the very first thing A lot of people, like you said, start off with a hobby, but really you need to separate it because reselling is a business. You're going to need to be tracking things such as sales, expenses, inventory, and really separating everything from your personal. If you want it to be a business, you have to treat it like a business. You don't necessarily have to go out and get an LLC right away, although I highly recommend it. I think it definitely helps. If you're going to start reselling, at least at the bare minimum, Go out and separate your personal from reselling. Open up a second bank account where everything is being filtered through that bank account and it's not getting mixed in with your personal because it doesn't take much time for you to start reselling and selling a lot of items to where it gets very confusing when it comes to the end of the year, tax time, and you have to figure out, okay, what did I pay for shipping supplies? And it's just mixed in with all your personal stuff. So that would be, I think my first tip for anyone who wants to do a reselling business is definitely separate personal from business. Yeah. Especially if you plan on doing any retail or online arbitrage at places like the normal places that you shop at also. So for me, that was like Target, Walmart, Walgreens, places like that. I can't differentiate between a sourcing trip and a personal trip on my bank statement if it just comes up like Target or Walmart. 
you know, it's very, very difficult to remember the exact dollar amount that you spent on a personal trip. Just keep that in mind. It's so much easier to just start that way from, from the bottom, you know, from when you first start reselling than to have to backtrack and kind of clean it up when you're already a year or more in. <laughs> The next thing that we thought was really important is to decide on a monthly budget for your inventory and your expenses. You're going to need um, money for your expenses upfront, such as shipping supplies. Um, You have to have like a staging area for your photos, software, any um, programs that you're going to use or need, um, an inventory storage system. There's just some expenses that you're going to need to take care of right off the bat. You can't really ideally store, you know, your inventory in like piles on the floor or whatever. Um, you, you need to have some sort of system in place. So having a little bit of a uh, nest of money, I guess, to start out with, it doesn't have to be a crazy amount. We're not saying you need like a couple thousand dollars or anything. But one way that we suggest starting to build that money is by just starting to sell some things that you have laying around your house to build that up. And then you can take that money, invest it back into your business and go from there. And once you have your budget, one of the biggest things is where do you want to resell? So if you want to start with things around your house, maybe Facebook marketplace offer up would be really good platforms for you. If you are into used clothing, vintage clothing, maybe eBay would be a good platform. So really deciding where you want to resell because a lot of times That can depend on your budget as well. If you only have a couple hundred dollars a month to spend, then maybe Amazon isn't the one for you because Amazon is a little bit more cash heavy than some of the other platforms. I'm not saying that you can't do Amazon. Books are very low barrier to entry and they don't cost a lot of money. So a lot of people starting out on Amazon do books. But if you're going to do retail arbitrage, online arbitrage, where your buy cost is going to be a little bit higher, that's going to cut into your monthly budget. You don't want to have all of your inventory stuck and then you don't have money to to buy more because that's how reselling works. When you create your budget and you've maxed out that month and you don't have any more money to spend on goods, you have to wait for the items wherever you're selling them to sell before you can recoup that money to then reinvest it into other things. Yeah. And I think also having a budget um, and knowing where you're going to sell that inventory, those two things, like you said, go hand in hand so much, but that's also going to help you source better items. If your money, if you have a budget and that money is tied up in your items, let's say at the end of the month and you have no more money left in your budget to go sourcing, but you really want to go source, you're going to make better buying decisions as well. Yeah, I would say even with where do you want to sell, try to stick with one platform at first because they're all so different. eBay is like the monster. There's so many item specifics you have to include. Shipping can be very intimidating. And then Poshmark, a lot of people do it and they feel like shipping is a breeze. So really try to learn one platform, start with that, see how it goes. If you start on, start on Poshmark and you're not making many sales, then maybe that's not a good platform. Maybe you need to switch over to eBay and see if you can sell those items there. So really it's going to be trial and error as well. There's no one recipe for reselling. It's going to depend on what you're selling where you're selling, where you live in the country, because that that influences what inventory you're going to be able to get. Don't be discouraged if you start reselling on one platform and it's not working. 
try to shift to another one, but make sure that you did put in the effort to master that particular platform and do what you could to make sales. Absolutely. And another thing that ties into all of this, as you can see, this is kind of like a full circle moment here. Um, how are you going to find your inventory? So what methods are you going to use to source? Are you going to source mostly at thrift stores? Are you going to do retail or online arbitrage? Are you going to find wholesale suppliers to supply your inventory to private label? You know, how do you want to come, you know, come about your inventory? So your budget influences that, your time, where you're reselling, all of those things tie into each other. So it's really important to have the answers to these questions first before you kind of just jump into it. Yeah. I mean, if you live in a very rural area, retail arbitrage might be a little difficult because maybe you only have one Walmart and to get to a target could be an hour drive. So you have to think about time. If you're doing this part-time on the side, or you want to build up to full-time, you probably still have a job. You have a full-time job, a nine to five. How much time do you have outside of that to go on sourcing trips? So if you live in a rural area, maybe instead of doing retail arbitrage, maybe you have great thrift stores or that are in your area. So you're going to instead shift to thrift stores and buy used items. And then your budget is going to be a lot lower because those cost of goods are going to be a lot less than if you do retail online or online arbitrage. When you are first reselling, you have to have areas set up for photographing, shipping, and holding your inventory. So in the beginning, you know, one of the things that people get discouraged about is that the time and the space. So the space is a big one. A lot of people don't think about, well, I'm just going to put my items in a closet. Well, before you know it, the couple bins that you had in a closet are now occupying an entire spare bedroom. But before you start reselling, think about, do you have the space to hold on to inventory? You're going to want to have an inventory system. So maybe you have cardboard boxes with numbers on them that you put the inventory in so you can find it later. Maybe you have plastic bins that you can stack. And not only do you need space for inventory, you need a place to photograph your items because every single item that you purchase is going to have to be listed on the platform, regardless of where you're selling. So you need a good space to photograph items. You need a shipping area, whether that's your dining room table. That's always a good one to start with. That's what we've done in the past. But we have an actual shipping table set up to where we have all of our shipping supplies. We've got our scale, poly mailers, tape, things like that. And it does take up room in our office area. So that's just something to think about. Do you have, can you accommodate a reselling business in your home? Yeah, that's a huge one for a lot of people. A lot of people don't know this, but a couple of years ago, like when I first started reselling, I lived in a very, very tiny upstairs apartment. It was slightly larger than a studio apartment. It was all like an open concept thing. I had started thrifting and like Liz said, quick, I had everything. And there was a really nice like walk-in closet. That was like the best part of the apartment, but I had all my stuff in there too. So when I started reselling, I moved all my stuff to one side and all my thrifted stuff that I had listed to a separate side. So I could keep it separated like that. Well, quickly outgrew my closet and then in came the bins. So I had the plastic bins and those were on the floor in the closet. And very shortly after that, I outgrew the closet entirely. So I had plastic bins 
everywhere, pretty much everywhere. And that was fine. I was, you know, living by myself at the time. I was single at the time. I worked in the car business. So I was working all day and into the night and I would come home and do reselling stuff till really late at night. But the part that was a little overwhelming was that I could never get away from the reselling because it was always there. It was always in my space. I made it work. In hindsight, if I had done a mix of thrifting and Amazon, like doing Fulfilled by Amazon and sent all my inventory off to them, it probably would have been a little bit better for my sanity at that point. Um, and I wouldn't have had so many bins of stuff, you know, everywhere. But now, you know, we we've moved and the entire upstairs, the whole back section of the upstairs is pretty much all reselling stuff. So we have kind of a separate part of the house that all that stuff is in now. It's not in the main living spaces. It's a lot more relaxed. I can shut the door and kind of like leave it behind if I need a break and to step away from it from the day. And that's a lot better for my sanity also. But um, that's just like Liz said, something to really consider because when you start in on this journey, it grows rapidly if that's the direction that you want it to go, grow in. And it has a tendency to snowball very, very quickly. So just keep that in mind. And then it takes over your entire house, yeah. which is the struggle for us. Now we just put everything in the spare room and shut the door and our <laughs> dining room table is clear minus a couple things around it. But yeah, that's one thing to definitely think about when you're starting is where can you put your inventory to where it's not going to run into your personal life. And then all you see is inventory every single day when you wake up and, you, yeah, and that can then be very intimidating as well. Starting a reselling business. One of the things that you will run into is going to be not only do you need to buy inventory, you're going to want to invest in your business with software or spreadsheets or, or whatnot. So those are going to be some of the expenses that you're going to want to plan for. Uh, an example would be tracking your sales, your inventory. I used Easy Auction Tracker. It was an Excel doc, which I do not like Excel. However, it worked for me. I was only selling on eBay at the time. Now we're selling on multiple platforms. We needed something better. So we have to pay for software. And we use My Reseller Genie, our last guest episode, with Paul and Faith or My Reseller Genie. Je definitely check it out because there's a lot of insight from them on what you need to be tracking as a reseller. But there are going to be a lot of expenses that you're going to encounter and you need to plan for. That's also, if you're going to be selling on Amazon, you're going to want to have software such as Keepa to understand the sales rank and what you should be buying and what you should be passing on. Cross-listing software. So if you want to mm -hmm. You know, once you've mastered, maybe mastered Poshmark and you want to start cross-listing your items, you might want to invest in cross-listing software such as Vendu or List Perfectly. Those are two of the more well-known ones. Can you think of any other software? Um, yeah. So if you're starting to sell on Poshmark, one of the big things is sharing your closet. That's how you get your items back up to the top of the search results. There are are softwares out there that will automatically share your items for you, such as OneShop. Um, there's also Pasher VA, Simple Pasher. There's all kinds of Google Chrome extensions that you can pay to download and share your closet. There's all kinds of things out there for every aspect of reselling business that'll help you track, have systems in place, stay more organized and automate. 
Okay. So we also highly recommend that you learn how to research the items that you plan to resell on the platform that you plan to resell them on. This is really important actually. And I think it's a big step that a lot of beginner resellers overlook, but it's very important. So you want to learn how to calculate things like sell-through rates, how to look up things like sold comps, which will tell you how much the item that you have that you've thrifted or purchased is going to resell for on that platform. And the kicker is that an item that you have might sell for, let's say you bought an item for $5, it might sell for $20 on Poshmark, but it might sell for $45 on eBay. So kind of knowing what you're sourcing and what kind of inventory you're going to come across, like we said earlier, will determine the platform that you're going to sell it on. So being able to do this research is very important. Um, it's the difference between making a lot of money and making an okay amount of money. Yeah. I think in the beginning, people get so excited once they make their first sale that they, they forget to look items up and see if they, if those items will sell. And then before you know it, you have accumulated a bunch of items that are listed and they're just not selling. A lot of times it's because new resellers didn't take the time to learn and figure out what sells. And on eBay, you would put in an item, the description in, in the search bar, and then see how many of those items are listed, then filter the items that are sold and see, you know, if you have 20 items listed and 30 sold, that's a good sell-through rate. So you know that item sells pretty often on eBay. And mm -hmm. some of the other platforms are a little bit more difficult to do research, but really taking the time to go in. I like to search on different platforms, different items. So maybe I'll go to Macari and search Wrangler, Pearl Snap, Western Shirt and see, you know, what ones are listed. And then you can also see which ones have sold. What are they selling for? So you can kind of get an idea of some of the brands that are more popular on the different platforms. And in the end, you're in the business to sell, not store. So really putting in that effort. Amazon makes it very simple to look up items because Amazon gives each item a sales rank and that will tell you how fast that item sells. And that's why software such as Keepa is really, really, really important if you're going to sell on the Amazon platform. The biggest thing I think that a new reseller should do when they start, not only to separate their business and their personal, like I said in the beginning, however, to put systems in place because every business that's out there has some sort of operating procedures to where they're treating it like a business. And with reselling, you really should have that as well. One of the biggest things could be making a schedule. So a lot of the new resellers that we talk to, one of the biggest challenges for them is time, having the time to list items because listing items can take a while to do. So really having those days where if you have a full-time job, you know that there's certain days during the week that you have maybe two or three hours that you can devote to reselling. Staying on a schedule and being consistent, that's going to really help you be successful with reselling. Yeah, I totally agree with this. I still struggle with my schedule. It's hard when you have life things going on. And it was so much easier when I lived by myself, when I was single, 
And it was just me and my dog, you know, like it was a lot easier to be able to fit reselling in whenever I could. When I was working full time, it wasn't that easy, but I still could like come home, eat dinner quick, take, you know, take the dog out, spend some time with her and then stay up until one, two o'clock in the morning. It's a little bit younger than two, but you know, like it didn't really matter. Like I, I didn't have to, um, I didn't have other responsibilities other than the dog and work and reselling. That was kind of it. Now that I have more life things and I live with my boyfriend and we have a bigger house and there's more cleaning to do yard work. Like now I'm responsible for that stuff. Like there's just more stuff that gets in the way. So having a schedule now is a lot more more important than it was, I think, back then. But I think if I had started the schedule back then, it would be ingrained a little bit more into my systems now. So I probably would have stuck with it a lot more. So really putting systems in place, but also your shipping, your prepping. Yeah. It eliminates the roadblocks to getting the thing done that you need to get done. So like you, your example, if you don't have to tear down your photographing area and put it back together every time that you need to take pictures of things, you're more likely to take pictures of things because that roadblock doesn't exist. You don't have to put it back up and then take it back down again. So eliminating those obstacles is key. And the last tip that we have for you guys is to invest in your business, whether that is coaching software that you really need to be able to run your business in a professional way, hiring a virtual assistant to do certain tasks and take them off your plate. So that frees you up to do the things that are more aligned for you. Um, Whatever that means, don't be afraid to invest in your business and in yourself. There's a lot of little tasks that, you know, once you get going with reselling that you don't really realize. And one of the things that people don't like is, and I don't enjoy is listing items. So maybe instead of you listing, photographing and listing your items, maybe you'll photograph them all, send the photos to a virtual assistant and hire them to make the listings for you. Some of those little tasks, it seems like, oh, well, I can definitely do it. But when you actually hired that kind of stuff out, it's like a big weight off of your shoulders because it's something that you know you have to do to run your business. But having somebody else doing and helping it, then you're taking time back. You know, then you can use that time that you would save by not having to list the items to then do other things. Maybe you're going to spend more time going sourcing. Maybe you're going to use that as time to spend with your family or friends. There's just things that you need to invest in in your business to make them run. And some of the things that you can invest in is hiring out some of the tasks that you don't want to do. So in the end, how to start reselling in 2023. I feel reselling is still going to be a very profitable business for many people. Remember, start small, start with one platform, master it, try different things. Definitely join Facebook groups. We've got our Day Checkers Facebook group. Try to connect with other resellers. Try to stay motivated as much as possible. Put systems in place. Have a daily schedule. And definitely separate your personal from business because reselling is a business in the end. And so we are really excited mainly for this podcast because we feel like we are definitely helping people start, grow, and build the reselling business. All right, guys, that's a wrap on today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Paycheck to Daycheck Reselling Podcast. Anything we mentioned in this episode will be linked down below in the show notes or description down below. Be sure to share this episode with anyone you think it will help and follow us on social media at P2D Podcast. Thanks again for listening. Keep working towards that day check.